0: Let's be real here. Chris Wallace is a show for Democrats, right? Play the music. Chris Wallace on his Sunday show, which, by the way, is designed to get Democrats to watch Fox News, by the way. That's, that's the whole point. So, like, you, first of all, before we get into what he did, I want you to take a look at the landscape of Sunday morning television. It's all left-leaning people who claim to be journalists you've got stelter you've got uh what is it meet the press uh everything literally like they're all the same show right they're interchangeable they run with the talking points that dnc has pushed to them that week it's pretty obvious at this point i mean it's the same pattern look if the internet didn't exist and you didn't see when these talking points started going out and there were only a couple of channels and like a couple of newspapers this is like the 50s or 60s you probably wouldn't think anything of it you wouldn't realize it but you see like the bot army go out on twitter and push these talking points you see the hosts saying the same things so chris wallace who'd he have on doesn't even matter who they had on he had representative jim banks on right it's a republican and Chris Wallace brings up that Republicans didn't vo- vote for the, they didn't want the $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan, plan from Biden, right? Because it had a bunch of pork in it. It has a bunch of bullshit in it. And he says to Jim Banks, isn't it you guys, here, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna give you the quote. Congress and Banks, you voted against that package, against that $350 billion. That was for, apparently, for uh, state and local governments, for police, they're saying is in there. Just like every other republican in the house and senate so can't you make the argument that it's you and the republicans who are defunding the police chris wallace literally just ran with a democrat talking point that's all that is it was a setup right because they're trying to cover for the fact that for the past year all of their nutcases on the left have been screaming to defund the literally screaming defund the police your squad everybody else defund the police Mayors of major cities defund the police. Literally, actually did defund the police. Austin did it. L.A. did it. Minneapolis did it. Didn't work out too well. It's not polling real well with people right now. And now that it's not polling real well, they're going to make some bullshit up to try to flip it. And that's what this bullshit was. A $1.9 trillion stimulus package that no Republican is going to vote for because it's ridiculous. And they're going to put a bunch of money in it for cops and be like, oh, since you didn't vote for all of our bullshit, that's, that's on you. You're the ones defunding the police. I mean, who's fallen for this? At this point, who falls for this? At what point is this insane? I mean, it's literally... I don't know if you call it... It's not gaslighting. It's just trying to flip, flip the script... With bullshit. Oh, you voted against this incredible, uh, incredibly expensive stimulus package that isn't necessary at this point, And it happened to have in it, with all the other pork and garbage, funding for police. So you're the ones that want to defund the police. No, no, no. Well, Hold on a second. Spending more money on something, authorizing more money to be spent on something, is not defunding something. Taking money away from something, which Democrats have done, and there's a spike in crime in all Democrat, all major Democrat cities right now because of it. That's defunding the police. Americans aren't this stupid. And the Democrats are running with this point. The fact that Chris Wallace ran with this stupid talking point is a slap in the face. It's insulting. And Americans are, I mean, come on, man. People are not this stupid. They aren't this stupid. They just aren't. But it's literally Fox News. Look, I don't blame him. You have Chris Wallace on Sunday mornings. You have a host of ridiculous. uh, It's all lefty morning shows on Sunday. Because, I mean, who's Republicans aren't watching, not to stereotype, Republicans aren't watching Sunday morning TV. They're headed to church, right? So who's watching these shows? The ratings are already in the shitter for all of them, including Stelter. Who's watching these shows? Nobody. Nobody's watching these shows. So that's that's what's going on here. Let's be real. Wallace is there to carry some weight for Democrat talking points on Sunday mornings. Try to get viewers away from CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, all of these all of these channels that have essentially the same formulaic show on on Sunday mornings. There is no can you can you name a, a right wing host of a major show or somebody that you you think could be right leaning that hosts a major show on a Sunday morning? No? Oh, why is that? The other thing that came out today that I think is ridiculous is the, uh, the recanting of the, the Mueller report. Apparently now we're, we're to believe that the Mueller report somehow convicted Trump of crimes. Again, they're pushing this lie again. It's a slow news week. It, it, it's a very simple, this is a very simple, endable argument. Democrats impeached Trump for whatever they claimed he did on January 6th, telling people to peacefully protest. They blamed January 6th on Trump, of course, that's the big talking point. And they also impeached him for a phone call with Ukraine where they say he did quid pro quo, even though you know Joe Biden literally bragged about it on camera. They said Trump did quid pro quo with uh, Ukraine. That's what they impeached him for. They impeached him for nothing, nothing in the Mueller report. They're like, well, that it didn't exonerate him. Okay, cool. Well, then why didn't Democrats with 400 pages of evidence charge him with something in the House and impeach him? Oh, well, the uh, Senate wouldn't have gone along with it. Senate wasn't going to go along with it either way on either one of the impeachments. So why didn't they charge him with something substantive from the Mueller report? Oh, it was redacted. No, uh, Democrats and members of Congress all had access to the full Mueller report. Again, why didn't they impeach him based on something from the report? It's an easy question. They impeached him for a phone call and they impeached him for January 6th. So why didn't they pull something substantive? If there's something substantive in there, oh, he can't be indicted until he's... uh out of office. Well, he's been out of office for uh, six months. Where's the indictment on the Mueller report? I mean, we're, we're pushing these just lies again this morning. Like there's something in there. Oh, we are going to get them on the, I've read the report. There's actually a footnote in it. I should have pulled the footnote here. There's a footnote in it that an FBI informant said that Putin's people were frustrated. They couldn't even find a way to contact the campaign at one point. That's actually a footnote in the Mueller report. It's it's collusion cuz they had contact. No, it's not collusion, man. They would have got him on that. You had control. Democrats had control. They impeached him for a phone call and they impeached him for January 6th. They would ha- you're telling me that something held them back from using the Mueller report if the Mueller re- report is evidence that he did something that there was collusion? By the way, are they still challenging the results of the 2016 election? I thought we weren't allowed to cha- challenge uh, presidential election results. I thought that was un-American. Still doing that with the Mueller report, bringing it up again. But again, if there was something substantive in it, they would have impeached him for it, period. The end. End of story. Everybody else, I tweet about it, and all these people are like, you're not funny. You're not successful. I mean, come on. Let's be real here. That's what, that's what their responses are to me criticizing both Chris Wallace and this Mueller report story popping up again. It's old. Look, maybe these bots are enjoying each other's time, a little circle jerk online, but this is old at this point. It's old hat. It's ridiculous. I have a good guest today on the show. That's not ridiculous. I got the man behind grand old memes. We're going to call him grand old memes or the right to bear memes. I like both names. I talk about it when I talk to him here. He's the guy, by the way. All these people steal his shit. And I need you guys to go follow grand old memes and write to bear memes, which whatever, you'll find him. He's like the best meme maker right now. He sees stuff people don't see. I kiss his butt in this interview. So get ready for that. But this dude was the one who came up with the empty, the uh, Biden-Harris thing with the empty sign, like a a fuel gauge. That's everywhere that people are selling t-shirts of that he's not making money off of. I'm encouraging you right now Number one, I told him he needs to get a lawyer after we had this, and then go after the people who steal his shit. But uh, I encourage you now to go listen to, uh, go go see his stuff, follow him after you listen to this interview, and go buy stuff from him if you like it. Don't buy from like secondary, secondhand people. Make sure you're getting it direct from the person, the artist who creates this stuff. So right now, let's go to it. Grand old memes, right? To bear memes. I don't care what you call him, but he stays anonymous. Here's the interview. So before we start the interview, I want to ask you, do you go by Grand Old Memes or Right to Bear Memes? Because I have you in my phone as Right to Bear Memes.
1: I am Grand Old Memes. I just used uh, the Right to Bear Memes as like kind of my sub name in Instagram, and it's just kind of been coming along with my Grand Old Memes name.
0: You own both websites though, right? Please go buy those websites. I This isn't going to get <laughs> published right away. Um, those are great. They're both great names on their own. And they're like good company names. Go get, go grab those websites before I I have grand
1: old memes, and the website's actually going to be up at the end of by the end of this month. Nice. um, Go get the other one. Yeah. No, I got to get the right to bear memes that's coming soon. Yeah.
0: Go, go get because they're both great. I think they're both great branding. Uh,
1: What, what
0: really got you into this? Because again, you, you, uh, and we'll talk about anonymity and all that kind of stuff in a second. What started you doing this? Because when I see your stuff, it is, I mean, perfect. Like I've not seen someone, and there have been other people who make memes and make little videos and things like that. Uh, but yours are always spot on. I've never seen one that's like a flop, uh, or or like catered to like boomers or things like that. Yours are modern. They hit everyone, and they're they're super sharp. Like, what got you started doing this?
1: Well, uh, well, I appreciate those uh, those words, but I started uh, around, you know. Trump's inauguration, I started seeing, you know, all the hysteria around him getting elected. And uh, I just started following pages on Instagram. And that's, that's really where I started my base. Um, and, and I started noticing all these pages, you know, recycling the same content and the same memes. And I was just, you know, curious, you know, that's not, that's not how I thought it should be done. I thought people were actually creating content. And so I decided to, you know, start it up on my own and and start a page and create my own content. And then, you know, my first 100, 200, 300 memes were horrible. Um, But you keep posting and, you know, you see what works, you see what people engage with, uh, and you just, you know, follow the, you know, what works, basically.
0: Wait, so you're scientific about this. You've actually followed because that's what I, I came up in digital marketing uh, about 10, 12 years ago. And and you study the audience and what they're doing. You've done this and like you you understand what plays and that's how you've been you are like actually looking at the numbers before you come up with these things.
1: Oh a hundred percent. I mean, you know, I, I'm not making memes for me, I'm making memes for everyone else. I mean, I like them too, but I, I post stuff sometimes that I don't like, you know, but I I think other people will like. So um, So, yeah, I mean, you're definitely playing off feedback and and um, you're seeing uh, you're 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 crowdsourcing, basically, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and you've done it perfectly. I mean, I don't know how many I think it took two or three of my sharing your memes on Twitter. And I didn't realize that your name was like hidden in the meme because I'm stupid and uh and i posted him up and i'm like who made this and they would keep shouting you out and finally about the third one i'm like oh shit i need to like credit this guy and retweet from his account instead how many people like literally just steal your shit
1: well i look i I don't mind people sharing my stuff and not crediting me obviously not everyone's going to be able to see this little watermark that i throw in that's mainly for creators that you know want to see and and trace back where the meme is coming from but Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, I can say, Hey, look, my watermarks here. If anyone tries to claim it, uh, but people do remove that, that little, um, that little tag that I include. Uh, and I don't mind if people share my stuff at all without sharing, you know, it's, it's for everyone. It's not just for me,
0: but wait, people do actually remove the tag. Do you get pissed off when that happens? I mean,
1: yeah, that's, that's one thing. Uh, people do remove it. Um, if they try and add their own after they remove it, that's even more uh, frustrating, you know? What, what is the
0: point of that? You know, I mean, like, here's the thing, like, these guys are never going to come up with anything creative. And I've had people literally just jack my, like, my words, which is even, I, I mean, it's the same level of ridiculousness, Yeah, it, it, you know, where, like, someone will just copy it instead of hitting the retweet button. Um, And that's why, like, when I when I finally put two and two together and stop being an idiot, I just hit the retweet button or I quote tweet you or whatever on, on Twitter. Because that's, I mean, that's your work. And this stuff takes time. I mean, what what do you think people are thinking when they're stealing ideas, especially from you after your hard work? Like, do do they think that someone's going to somehow credit them for that?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, look, some people just don't have an original bone in their body, and and they'll piggyback off of other people's work. And you know, even even more than that, people will take my designs and put them on shirts. And you know, I'm I'm also making the merch at the same time, and you know, I I want to profit off of my own, um, uh, you know, work, but. Yeah, you should. Because, yeah, it's a cold world out there. You know, I, I don't. I, I'm not surprised when I see this stuff, and I'm flattered often when large accounts, you know, will repost my stuff. So. Um,
0: yeah, but you're going to be a large account. I mean, you're you. I'm surprised you're not bigger than most people by now. Um, and and you are growing significantly, but uh, uh because your stuff is again, like I, I said, I ca- I can't stop singing your praises. I think this that your shit is so original and so like sharp. As opposed to catered to old people, which is what a lot of like conservatives tend to lean towards. Your stuff is right. actually something that's shareable, and you understand the market. Uh, what got you to make your very first meme, and what was your very first meme? You said it sucked, so yeah. I know. Well,
1: I wouldn't even consider it a meme. It was basically just tr- pretending to be clever on a headline, and then you know, a- and including a picture or something. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. Look, again, like I said, I, I wanted to kind of create my own content and not repost other people's stuff, and that's that's kind of I've made a commitment to doing that. And and uh, you know, I, I love sharing people's work and, and other people, other memers' uh, uh, content because there's a ton of memers out there that are that can do a lot of what I cannot do. Um, you know, I, I'm no caption god or or anything like that. I, I'm more uh, image based and. Um, and going back to you know what people like to see, I, I think that a lot of memeing is about drawing on you know what people know, and and trying to you know everyone wants to feel like yeah I got that joke. So you want to reference something that that uh, people knew about previously that that's often helpful. Um, I mean, so yeah,
0: and 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 kind of piggybacking on that, I want to bring up your meme just the other day. About Kamala not going to the right part of the border, and you use the picture of Fauci missing the first pitch. That combo alone, that's one of those things. So as a comic, me as a comic and and someone who is kind of a wordsmith, I see that combo and I'm like, holy shit, I wish I would have thought of that. I mean, that is just and you that I react to your stuff more that way than anyone else on the internet, period. It's it's amazing and it's a talent. That I don't think people understand how hard that is. Like once you learn that market and and once you understand like piecing together something that's commonly seen and then and then again presenting the joke in a way that like you want people to be able to get it and it's simple but it's complex at the same time. Uh people don't understand that nuance and how hard that is. Have do you have a background in writing or comedy or anything like that?
1: Um, I, I don't have any background in writing or comedy, but i will say you described that perfectly yeah um you want you definitely want to draw on on you know uh what uh previous interaction or previous uh notable events and i think yeah you're right it's not it's not easy to do it it takes a lot of uh brainstorming and uh researching and googling images you know i i have images running through my head of you know 24 seven of of what of what's going on so um Yeah, I I don't have a background in comedy, but I've always been, you know, the funny guy, the class clown, that kind of stuff. Uh, I just never people always told me to do stand up comedy. But that's not that's not really my uh, avenue of uh, expression, I feel.
0: Well, what's what's crazy is, uh, you know, if you come up with one of these memes, because I'm sure the Fauci thing, like how long did it take you to come up with the Fauci thing with Kamala Harris, like 15 minutes?
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the type of thing where like the image you think if you think of that image in mm-hmm. in five minutes, the, the meme is two seconds to make. So yep. and that's but that's what happened with that one. And oftentimes the, the most simple memes are are just, you know, an old image that you label differently. Um, well, and that's what's what's
0: remarkable. And I'm going to cut you off on this one is, is because people may not see like you can whip that up in five minutes, but that's experience. And that's your brain working in a way that no one else's brain works. And, and so there's significant value there. Like I hope I, I know offline, we talked about you getting some, uh, maybe working for some people in the future or whatever. I hope you're charging the appropriate amount for what you're worth because being able to put that two and two together before anyone else, one, those are two widely known, you know, images really that you've been able to combine. That is a skill that no one else has um, and, and, or very, very few people have, and you beat them to it and, and you beat them to it so many times. So I hope that you're valuing yourself uh, appropriately with this. Um, I want to ask you because it's, it's important. Of course, your anonymity is important here. Why did you choose to stay anonymous instead of like putting your face out there?
1: Um, yeah. So I, I currently live in a a blue state and I I have a job that's, uh, you know, honestly, I, I think everyone around me knows I'm conservative. I don't think they mind, but, do they know that I'm online, you know, trolling and shit posting, you know, all day, every day? I, I don't think they do. So I, I just think it would change my life a lot. Yeah. Uh and how people treat me. But uh and, and I also I, I don't want any of my family or or you know, people close to me to be targeted. But I, I'd imagine down the line, uh, you know, when I do this full time and I'm, you know, as serious as I can be about it. Um I probably will, uh, uh, you know, do some type of reveal or just not use an avatar any longer.
0: Yeah, uh, when CNN finally tries to drag you out like they did with Carpe Donctum and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and fact check you, even though you're a, a fucking comedian with with <laughs> memes. I mean, like that's what's crazy to me It's like they they tried to drag um, Carpe back in the day, and I don't even know where he is now. I think he's on Parler or Gab, or one of those. Um, but You know, they try to drag him and make him seem like he's got some sort of nefarious idea when he's just like making jokes uh, on the Internet.
1: Have you been fact checked yet? Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, But, you know, sometimes my memes try to include facts. So um, (laughs) but but uh, yeah, definitely fact checking memes before they fact check ballots.
0: you know I mean it's it's freaking ridiculous I mean that's the other day uh today actually this morning before we started recording and and this may be published a little bit later a couple days from now but like uh there was a Babylon Bee article about the trans uh the trans weightlifter uh having a testicle injury and and it's fact checked on Facebook and I'm like dude like everybody knows the Babylon Bee is a satirical (laughs) site you're just trying to knock this site and try to knock their social cred down their social media cred down by doing this that's the only reason you would do that i mean everybody knows it's satire and it's crazy um have you gotten any threats yet i get threatened all the time
1: no i i haven't received threats i guess i haven't made it yet right <laughs> give, give it time <laughs> give it yeah. time
0: friend i uh when i moved to texas and i know this is like the dark side of this interview because i want to keep it very very uh light but uh, when I moved to Texas, I uh, because I I had a place in DC for a very long time. It's damn near impossible to get a gun. I live near federal property. It's you, you basically can't leave your place with it. But when I moved to Texas, I bought a gun immediately, immediately. Ah, uh, because of so many uh, about the I make the joke about the 40th or 50th death threat you get. It's like maybe I should protect myself. I don't know. Um, but yeah, thank God you're not there, and that's and that's part of the anonymity. And and dude, like everybody loves you. Everyone who I've talked to loves your stuff. I mean, you you really are. Uh you're in the position of an influencer now. I mean, you have like 150,000 followers on Instagram alone. And that's, I know those followers are worth about 10 times as much. This is my nerdiness in digital marketing, 10 times as much as a Twitter follower. So I mean, really, you're in the position to influence policy in a very, very unique way. And uh, I'm I'm honestly jealous. I will tell you this. That's why I wanted to talk to you. I I again I'll re I'll repeat what I said earlier. More times than anyone else, I look at your stuff and go, damn it, I wish I would have thought of that and so uh, man i love your work
1: yeah i appreciate that well that's again like that's the point that's a lot of uh what makes a good meme is you know you want people to to have that trigger to have that reaction of oh damn i wish i would have thought that that's what makes it funny you know Mm -hmm. uh so I, i think that if i keep doing that i'll i'll see more success but um yeah i definitely didn't ask for all this i didn't think i would be in this type of position and uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just making memes. So, how, you know, how much influence could I, you know, really convey with that? Um,
0: a lot. A lot. And you'll realize it at some point, sir, if if I don't shake you in person, like I'll meet you for a drink and sh- grab you by your collar and be like, dude, you're influential. Um, before we go, other than don't steal your shit, do you have any advice for people on the Internet who are trying to make their own memes and get into this?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think just go for it keep trying stuff, uh, keep working at it and, you know, see what works. That's, that's what I think uh, will help you create and be original and don't steal other people's stuff. That's right.
0: Yeah. Don't steal his shit, man. Don't Mm -hmm. steal my (laughs) shit. Don't steal his shit. It's easy. It's as easy as that. Uh, Grand old memes, right to bear memes. Thank you for joining us today. I, you know, man, and, and keep kicking ass. Honestly, you're, you're one of the best out there, whether or not you want to acknowledge it. Uh, and at some point somebody will give you the money that you can, uh, and pay you to do this stuff professionally. So then you can get away from your terrible job in the blue state and move to a
1: red state. <laughs> Appreciate it, Tim. Thanks for having me. Cheers. See ya.
0: Listen, go follow grand old memes, right to bear memes. Also like share, subscribe this. If you like it, I'm glad you guys listened today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your support on all this. Like I said, I griff for follows. I don't griff for money. So that helps me out every follow, every listen, every like that helps me. So thanks for all of that. You're listening to No Things Considered Podcast. I'm Tim Young. We'll talk again soon. See ya.